Hello. Hello. Okay. There We're we back go. in business. Uh, thank you, microphone. Thank you, microphone. And Ooh. thank you, listener, listener, for joining us once again. Happy birthday, listener. Happy birthday, listener. How's what? she going? <laughs> how's, <laughs> she, how's she doing? How's the old ship? Um, you're listening to That's the Spirit Podcast. It's a podcast about ghosts. I'm Steph. I'm Robin. And we're here together to talk to you. About skeletons. Yeah, about skeletons. Today, I gave a presentation at work mm-hmm. in which I mentioned mm-hmm. both goblins yep. and skeletons. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You you did it, a couple skeleton mentions. I mean, it didn't have anything to do with either of those things. And I worked them in. You did. You you made it work seamlessly where if I didn't know any better, I would be like, business, good business yeah. presentation. If and you I didn't, didn't know that, that I was but constantly I was like, trying to work in goblins and skeletons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. For in sure. nearly everything I do, I'm trying to bring up goblins. You've been gobbling yeah. quite a bit, and I'm really liking it. Yeah. Everyone, I had a professional audition where I was asked who my character is talking to, and I said, my goblins. Mm-hmm. And guess what? It went fine. They, I think you said they loved it. They did like it. At first, they were like, what she say? But then they were like, mm, she's right about them she's gods. She's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Got a oh, little goblin. Boy, oh, man, oh, girl. How come I got goblin on the brain so much? Did something happen with goblins in the zeitgeist? Uh, I mean, Goblin King, it's about... Uh, oh, wait, no. I'm thinking Labyrinth, but the Dark Crystal show is about to come out. There's not even a single goblin. Is there a goblin thing? Do you want me to Google goblin and no, it'll, sort it, by news? No, it might come to me, but I, I just, like, I, I, I mean. from D&D, maybe. I really don't know. I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, it could just be that time of year. Yes, it's, <laughs> it's slowly dawning on us, uh, the best time of year. I saw, like, an ad today that was, like, um, summer ends when you decide it does, and I was like, "It's now," and then oh, it's done. Dang. Thank you. I guess it's now. Please. Ugh. I'm like, even though I hate being super overheated, like I just want. I still am holding out hope to get that sweet summer tan. Oh yeah, you know. It's I have an okay amount of freckles. Yeah, you right look now. Pretty tan. I have a good amount of freckles. I did. Um, I. Busted my knee. I have to show you this. Oh, yeah. I want to see um, it. Last week. Guys, I fell off my stupid stationary bike. You clonked uh, it. Clonked my knee so badly. I bruised and swelled Wait, the entire, like, inside of it. Leg, leg? I'll show you after. Because right, right, i got to describe fine. how the bruise uh, is kind of, like, manifest destinying itself Oof. across my knee. Um... I'm fine now, completely fine. But for like up until like yesterday, yeah, I was hobbling. Ugh, hobgoblin. Truly, and I like had to leave a friend's birthday party dinner in a cab because oh. I couldn't walk. It was very, very so pathetic. Sad. Um, but I'm fine, and I forgot why I said this. Um, summer tan frex. Oh yeah, so I did work just sitting outside for a couple days. That's the dream. Just got all my freckles in one space. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, I don't know how you even get any work done sitting outside. I get really distracted. I know. Um, it's also hard. <laughs> I'm going to say something. It's hard for me to look at a computer screen in the sunlight. Does that make sense? That makes complete sense. Like, I have my shades they're on. They're just yeah. like totally different 
varieties of light, and it's kind of. Uh, I, I really, know. I really blew some minds today at work when I brought up how a computer is just a white background because of paper, and how it just wouldn't be. It would like, why do we want? bright white light shining in our faces. Oh, it's because paper oh, looks like yeah. that. I mean, yeah, I somebody really rocked my world a few weeks ago when they showed me that like Twitter has the option to make the background all black so that you're not oh. staring at like bright white and I was just like, "Oh, of course." Of That's course. what I'm saying. Of course. Like, why would you choose the most, like, intense? Like, I think about this all the time. And yeah. it's one of my friend's oldest tweets. And I just, like, cannot stop thinking about it mm. now and again. I'm just I mean, like, I, it's not anything. They made paper, machines yeah. after paper, <laughs> like, to well, look sure, like paper. Sure. It's crazy to me. Crazy. Uh, I there was something else recently I saw in the in the like similar vein of that about how like because the width of uh, what was it? I'm gonna say this so stupid and so wrong because the width of uh, some like street is based on the width of two horses in a carriage. Oh, then that made it so the width of some tunnel was like. The weight or the the width of like sixteen horses, and they had to build one of the space shuttles specifically the size that it could go through the tunnel. So you can trace the sizing of this space shuttle back to the width of a horse. Oh my sense? god! Yes, that makes yeah. complete sense. So it's like there's no reason for it to be this size. It's except, sixteen horses wide. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. that is so dumb. Mm-hmm. Wow. Horse hips. I really think that we should start planning ahead a little bit more. Having some more, like, foresight. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, maybe one day we'll ride something that's not a horse. Well, sure, but who can imagine what that might be? <sighs> I know. I mean, we need a real innovative mind. It's tough also because, like, if you think about it, a horse is a really good width for a person to sit on. So it's kind of like, even if it that. hadn't been a horse, it would have been like a chair probably. Yeah, you're right. Whatever. I hope they were doing it Clydesdale though. Cause like, wh- like a wide, I really like the largest horse you can find. Yeah. I would love to just like sit on a horse, like the size of a couch and just like mm. snuggle up on it. Oh, like know. a long neck. So like cozy. a dino. Yeah, exactly. Just curl right up mm-hmm. in it. Um, anyway, what else is new? Oh, we still have to see the Scary Stories movie. Oh, my God. We should try to do that really as soon as we, we possibly can. Yeah, we really got to. For sure. I keep forgetting it's a Guillermo del Toro movie. I know, but of course it is. I know, but that makes me want to see it so much more. You know? I know, I know. I know. Um, um, next week, everybody, I'm going to be in Cape Cod, so we probably won't have a pod. For birthday. For my birthday. B-Day. It's true. It's not for my B-Day, but it just happens to be near us. Well, it's going to be your B-Day. It will be, but I think I'm going to go to the Edward Gorey house while I'm there. Oh, my God. I'm so jealous yeah. and excited for you. I'm going to get you a Prezi. I mean, no, also gonna eat as many crustaceans oh. as yeah. I can. You gotta get it in. That's uh, another thing about summer ending. It's like, ugh, kiss your crustacean goodbye for a few months. Do you want to know something crazy? What? They still, you can still eat them. Well, yeah, I guess. They're just not, 
in season. Not, uh, but they are. Around. They're alive. I know. They're. I know they're out there skittering. I guess it's not waiting. as fun. Honestly, it's just not as fun. I mean, I'll eat like a like a crustacean sushi like any day of the year. But sure, like, any, any any day. It's gonna be harder to like go out and be offered like. A, a lob yeah. roll someplace, you know. Totally, I get that. I get that. Not there that are I, like, some am out there buying shrimp. Food, I feel whatever. like is a year-round treat. Shrimp? I thought you'd never ask. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Round of applause. Round of applause. Um, shrimp. I oh, thought you'd never ask. Wow, that's got to go in the dream zine. Okay. Ooh, yeah, um, that's really good. Anyway, uh, yeah, shrimps are all the time everywhere. Yeah, shrimps are all the time <laughs> everywhere, for sure, for sure. It's endless shrimp. 24 yeah. 7, 360. I also, oh God, wow. What? I can't believe I was like, I gotta share this now. But it, it struck me as I was saying it how, how like truly pitiful it is what? that I was like, this is of note. I was about to just be like, hey, everyone listening to the podcast, mm-hmm. I got an Asian cuisine that came with six shrimps, and I was pleased. Wait, what that was, was it? the news. What was the cuisine? Okay, it was called a dragon and phoenix. Oh, I've like seen that on menus before. Wait, was it a roll? It's no, it's like straight up Chinese food style, like like a delicious sweet sauce chicken, Yum. like a sesame chicken Yum. with six jumbo shrimps. And some broccoli. <laughs> that does sound really good. Around here? Awesome. You got it around here? No, I got it in the old CT. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Half Wren. If anybody's what? just around Wilton, Connecticut area, mm-hmm. Wren. Okay. I don't Without even a know W. It's an R-E-N. It's in the Michael's TJ Maxx complex. Okay, I know exactly where that is. Yeah. Did it replace Outback? Oh, no. It's still there. Outback is still there? Oh, yeah, baby. Well, Mm-hmm. Strong. Yeah, going really strong. It's like 20 plus years at this point. Jeez. I've been there a time. Uh, I think I've been there like three times. And every time somebody I was with lied about it being somebody else's birthday so that they had to sing. Humiliating. Can't Humiliating, say I yeah. recommend that. It's not a good place. It's um, not a good place. Really good bread, though. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like, it's got some raisins in it, if I, or currants, it's if like I remember correctly. It's like a honey oat something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like a, a sweet pumpernickel with, mm-hmm. a, with a delicious butter. Mmm, butter. Love butter. Yum. This podcast brought to you by Whipped Butter. The Butter Girls. We're the Butter Girls, and you can't sit with us. Bang, <laughs> you fucking dipshit. I'm trying to think of anything else cool coming up, but literally, no. Um, nothing. Let me check my, let me check my calendars if I have, like things uh hmm. okay well your birthday is in six days mm-hmm. national mm-hmm. holiday it's um, also uh shamu the whale's birthday bill clinton's birthday boy, oh boy. oscar wilde's birthday oh, pretty soon wow we've got a lot of concerts that one week coming up oh we, sure including jethro toll hell yeah i have a five i have a five um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of stuff. Are you up. a kiss by which one I know? My birthday wish for you is that you get smooched by a witch in the woods. Wow. On your vacay. I think I can make that happen. I think I think that you can Also I can, can bestow be this on anyone, and you yeah. You can find a, find an unwitting suitor. Find a stranger to come and um, plant a sweet smooch on. A curse him, and then hex be like him. And then you have to whisper, you were kissed by which one night in the woods? Yeah. That, and tonight, it, mm-hmm. it, this is the night that mm-hmm. I met in the song that And said. it just happened. And it yeah. just happened. Anyway, I'm the witch. Yeah, I'm the witch, so I'm going to yeah. go now. Yeah. 
Have um, a great October. Yeah, have a wonderful Whenever autumn. it gets here. Happy harvest. Uh, I decide when summer ends. I yeah. decide. I don't know if you know, but I'm the witch, and I decide when summer I ends. I decide when summer ends. <laughs> <laughs> we should find a good haunted hayride to go on. Oh, yeah. I That's mean, one thing you know that's Stu really Leonard's. Okay, let me tell you my greatest dream for us this fall. Yeah. More than any of the elegant mm-hmm. affairs that we've gone to in years past, I really want us to go to fucking like ha- Halloween Horror Nights, whatever it's called, yes. Six Flags. Okay, I want let's us go. to do the full stupid let's do it. thing. I am 100% down. I want to go. I know how much you love Taz. I, I was going to say, I don't even know if Taz is going to be there, but I want to go anyway. <laughs> yeah, Taz probably, I mean, he's got to be there for Halloween. You, like, right? Imagine yeah. Taz draped in a ghost sheet. It's so funny. It's just like an upside-down triangle Yeah, shape. it's like a it's like a porterhouse state. That's truly a, a ghost. Dress. It could be a rectangle. And the rectangle could be Taz. <laughs> he, I think he, no, yeah, his shoulders are kind of square. I don't know. He's uh, more like a, like a guitar pick shape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. Boy. Love yeah. him. Love Taz. I hope he's there. If he's not, I understand. It's not like his thing. But I feel like they'd trot him out to be like, we're still too. Six Flags. Mm-hmm. You know who is I six hope flags? is not there? The fucking dancing man. Oh, yeah. The old one. He doesn't deserve to Ugh. be there. I hope he's there as a fucking corpse. What were you going to say? Wow. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I mean, it's that's a man in a mask. That's not a real no, man. No, I know. I just don't. So if like the man it. in the mask is dressed as a dead corpse, that would be very fun for that me. That would be better to me than yeah. the, the, like, uncanny valley. My thing is I don't want to hear that song. I'm not even going to sing it because, yeah. I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. I don't think they would play that at Halloween Horror Nights. I don't even know if that's what it's called. In my mind it is. Halloween Horror Nights. It's called the only, something like that. The on- okay, here's what I want. Every single song in the world... I want it to be spookified for Halloween. Yeah, I would like that as well. Yeah. I want it to sound like Monster Mash. Yep. With all the sound effects that, that are needed and a spooky voice. Oh, I can bring my spooky microphone. Oh, perfect. To Halloween Horror Nights. And perfect. And be like, Taz. Yeah. Taz. If, if we go, oh, we're, we are haunting Taz. I was going to ask something that what I know is stupid, but I want to know anyway. What? To celebrate Halloween in Australia. <laughs> I don't know because they honestly, that's not a stupid question. It's pretty much an American I'm holiday. It. I'm gonna Google it because I was like, Taz, celebrating down in Tasmania. <laughs> down but in like, Tasmania. Okay, do they? Um, celebrate. I think like probably now they Halloween do. In Australia. But I, I do think it's like only kind of recently being. Recently, in the past, like probably fifty or so years, it says many Australians celebrate Halloween, but it doesn't say Australians in general. It also yes. doesn't say like, no, you, f- of course, you fucking idiot. Like, Ooh, it's a good, it's a good. I question. found a good article here, real quick. How Aussies do Halloween so differently from Americans? <gasps> Whoa! Many of us still refer to Halloween as an American thing. Um, oh wow! Okay, yeah, they. <laughs> Apparently they leave a lot of stuff out of Halloween. It's not it's not like technically scary. That's what this article what? on Huff- Huffington Post Australia says. Um anyway, they they don't like making it scary. I don't know many What's Australians who put on a Halloween feast. 
Americans love the food side of Halloween. That's fucking right, we do. Don't you That's even fucking start. Right. Also, though, Halloween feasts. It does sound like whoever wrote this article doesn't, doesn't understand, understand American Halloween, Halloween either. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's a relatively new Australian Halloween tradition. You leave an orange balloon at the front of your house. <laughs> if you want oh, trick-or-treat, oh. Wait, that's the craziest thing to do instead of a pumpkin I've ever heard. They make fake pumpkins. Wow. Wow. Well, you know what? I never even thought that there are places in the world where you can't even get a pumpkin. Yeah, I, of course, but you could probably get like a. Like I mean, a I was sad pumpkin. when over the summer I couldn't get a pumpkin, but imagine never being able to get a pumpkin. Oh my god, that would be really sad. Wow. Um, okay, well, so I guess what I'm learning is that they try. Uh, they they do try. They do try. But they they give it the no, old Aussie try. Best. Honestly, too, it, that's not a dumb question, especially <gasps> considering that yesterday. My mom was like, you know that all all squashes are fruits, right? Because of the seeds. And I was like, they don't have seeds. What are you fucking talking about? I forgot that, like... Pumpkin seeds? You have to scoop the seeds. I, for, for like, a 10 seconds of time, I thought you just cut into a squash. It's just hollow. Yum. Oh, that's one thing I'm really excited about for the fall is cooking a nice squash. Mm. I love an acorn. I love a oh butternut. Oh, my God. I love a delicata. I love mm. spaghetti. Spaghetti squash? That's now. We should... Those are ready. Fuck. We should have a squash night where we just make a bunch of different squashes. Yeah. Oh, fucking... You gotta do it up right. Squash puree. Drink. Brown sugar. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Some roasted squish squash. Um, oh. Yum. If we could do... It's an acorn squash that you cut in half and then you, like, butter it up and you put maybe a little, like... Cayenne or not? I tell you this: you can do it. You can do that to any squash. Um, well, yes, I suppose you're right. That's how I cook mainly any squash. Um, or you can cube it up, saute it. Squash talk. This is squash talk. Squash talk. Welcome to squash talk. Welcome Wait, squash we could make a squash like pasta. I currently right? do that. Really? I have a spiralizer right there. Yeah. Um, you can do that oh, with like no, a I mean zucchini. Like, I mean like make pasta and then chunk up squash and put it in it. You know, oh, like. Yeah. Easily. And like maybe some peas. You know what else you could do? What? Puree some butternut squash, put in some ravioles. <gasps> we definitely have to do that. Mm-hmm. We're doing it. Don't worry. Okay. Squash talk. I'm sorry. I'm still reading about Halloween around the world. Do you want me to scare Cora, you really badly? Is a bad do you want to get what? gross out scared? Because I'm. I got some gross out scares for you. <gasps> okay. Yeah. Okay. Please do. I'm going to do it. Today, I did something. Well, maybe bad. Tell me. I am covering torture. Oh. I don't think we've done this yet, really. I don't think we have, but I'm, like, scared because I've heard of some before. There's, like, one in particular I'm thinking of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm just covering some crazy torture. I was thinking about, um, honestly, bed of nails. Oh yeah, which I just showed you. Like very nice, like yoga esque. It's very wonderful. This podcast brought to you by Bed of Nails, which is just basically acupressure. Love it. Um, it's great. But then I was like, a real bed of nails would have sucked. Would have fucking. And then I thought about Midsummer and how all of that was like Viking torture, and there was one that I didn't understand, so I looked it up. Okay. And it is called the Blood Eagle. Oh okay. 
And some historians don't even know if this actually happened because they're not sure it's possible. Oh, my God. The blood eagle is a ritualized method of execution detailed in the late Skaldic, in late Skaldic poetry. According to the two instances mes- uh, mentioned in the sagas, the victims were placed in a prone position. You'll remember this scene as I mm. explain more. Their ribs severed from the spine with a sharp tool. Ugh. And their lungs pulled through the opening to create a pair of wings. Ew, 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 ew. Okay, you remember that explains though, much more what was happening in that scene, though. Because yes. I remember being like, what the fuck? Yeah, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Um, so, basically, that's what Can it is. Can you have that happen and survive? Allegedly, that is what the point of this is. Like, is to kind of, like, do an incision from the tailbone all the way up. So, like, disarticulate the ribs from the spine. I don't even understand how pre-anesthesia that could even... you Anybody could survive that. I mean, I guess it must have happened at least once. I think possibly you would pass out but not die. Oh. And, like, oh. the lungs would be functioning still. So they'd be uh, expanding and releasing. Oh. So, yeah, it's horrible. Horrifying. Oh my God. Um, it's really naked. Um, so I'm gonna also share. That was just like a little quick one. I wanted to share oh, with you. That's just a little. Um, it's not taste. clear whether or not it was like ritualistic or somebody that was like just dishonorable. Yeah. So it's like, guess what? Now, blood eagle. Guess what? Give me your lung. I'm gonna rip it. Yeah. Through your Ooh, So bag. horrible. And of course, their hands and feet are bound, so they can't like. Be like, no, stop. Well, well, yeah. I would Please, imagine no, that they stop. only did it to like people who were basically prisoners, right? No, the two instances that are written about in the sagas were noble people, royal family. Really? Yeah, and they think it was in retaliation for killing of dads, <laughs> like royal dads, <laughs> killing of each other's royal dads. Um, but also, it could have been that, or it could have been that they just like sucked and they were royal. So they deserved, like, really bad punishment. It's unclear. It seems that... But it's written up in the song. So specific. True. Um, There's also another one known as Hong Meat. Oh, boy. This is also a Viking torture. Um, You pierce the heels of the victims. (gasps) No! This is a gross-out trigger warning, everyone. This entire thing I'm about to say for the next, like, 20 minutes. Oh, no. Threading ropes through their holes and then strung them upside down. <laughs> so all the blood, like, runs down at your heart and you die. I don't like and also you're hung from your heel oh, meat. Oh, God. It's called hung meat, which How is really funny. How do they avoid funny. your uh, Achilles tendon? I guess they just go through the through the meat. I think oh. it's the meat. I think it's God, through the meat. I'm picturing that. I know. Sorry, I'm going to be, like, being a lot of No. That was me researching. Yeah. Oh. There's also the fatal walk. Oh no. This one's very, very bad. The victim's abdomen is sliced open and a bit of their intestine is pulled out. (laughs) Then the torturer holds that bit and the victim walks around a tree until their whole intestines wrapped around the tree. They just like ring around the or Rosie the tree with their intestines. Oh my fuck! The fatal walk, yeah. Fatal uh, and like instant, like fatal immediately. You're disemboweled. 
I don't, you don't die right away if your, if your intestines are out of your body. That's a good thing though. For, for like, if you ever get a prolapse or a C-section. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus fucking. Yeah. You know what that reminds me of? And this is a, this is a weird call. Sausages. Well, sausages, but also the Jennifer Lopez film, The Cell. I have not seen that. Well, there's some weird fucked up thing like that and that that's being conjured for me right now. Oh, I'm so sorry. No. I'm um, sorry that you haven't seen This it. one's kind of, this one's kind of, um. Fun? Well, it's kind of fun. Okay. It's also not loading. Um, <laughs> this is from allthatsinteresting.com, so you know it's good. <laughs> um, this one is called Keel Hauling. Ooh. Um... It's a severe punishment, no doubt, okay. whereby the condemned man was dragged beneath the ship's keel on a <gasps> rope. Oh, God. It serves as a warning to all other mariners. So basically, it's an ancient form of torture um, said to be used by the Navy and pirates in the 17th and 18th centuries. Oh Keel hauling is a form of punishment in which the victim is suspended by a rope from the mast of the ship with a weight attached to his legs. Once the crew members let go of the rope, the victim falls to the sea and is dragged along the keel or bottom of the ship, hence the name keel hauling. Aside from the obvious discomfort associated with that, this part of the ship is encrusted with barnacles. Yeah, of course. So you're getting lacerations the entire time. Oh, God. Yeah. No. So it's pretty gruesome and horrible. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not good. That one's pretty bad. I hate to imagine it. How do they make sure they don't just drown? I mean, uh, after a while, you do. But then they just keep you there, I think. Oh, okay. As like a, hey, don't do what this guy did. Don't do what this guy did. Mm -hmm. See what we did to him? Now we call him the barnacle boy. Barnacle lad. Barnacle boy. Barnacle. Barnacle boy. Barnacle. Yeah, that's that's what they'd sing. (laughs) Um, Barney short for barnacle. Okay. Now I'm going to go through um, some really bad ones. Okay. These are all from the Middle Ages. Aw. The bad. saw. The saw is pretty bad. This is like the first one on, in the list, and the next ones are like, this one's really bad. And I'm like, the saw is the worst one to me. I feel like I've seen um, paintings of these. The victim is held upside down allowing all the blood to rush their head. Their feet are bound and, like, uh, kind of, like, your feet are bound and then hung from ropes, but enough so that, like, your feet are separated in, like, a triangle, right? Okay. Then the torturer slowly starts slicing them between their legs with a gigantic saw. Oh, boy. With the blood contained in the head... You do remain conscious throughout most of the slicing. Often only passing out or dying when the saw hit, like, your midsection. Oh, my God. Like, what do you have to do to deserve this? I don't understand. Like, at all. Seriously, what do you have to do? What do you have to do to deserve this? I think I would start throwing up and then just drown in my barf. If you, I was lucky, honestly, if I was lucky. I would pass out from fear as soon as they put rope around my ankles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I would give... I would have paid someone... Done something to, like, end my life before that happened. Like, this can't possibly happen. 
Oh, get God, that's so disgusting. Like going through the saw would be the worst. Do um, you think that's the worst one on this list? I don't know. We're gonna take a. We're gonna take a look. <laughs> okay. This one's not. I mean, this is horrible. But to me, it's not as bad as a saw. Okay. But it is called the breast ripper or <gasps> the spider. <gasps> Or the spider. Youch. Uh, for those women who were accused of adultery, abortion, or any other crime, any other crime. Oh, great. They are subjected to the painful torture of the breast ripper or the spider. As the name suggests, the claw-like device, which ends in spikes, <gasps> is heated and no, then used no, no, to no, no, rip no, off or no, no, shred no, no, a woman's no, no, breasts no, no, off. No, 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 no. Um, the spider was a variant, which is attached to a wall instead of clamped onto a woman's breasts oh, by a torturer. my God. Yeah, pretty <sighs> fucked up. Ugh. Obviously, next we have the rack. Uh, I Everybody don't know knows. I really know about the. Oh, is this where you're stretched? Okay. Yeah. So probably, probably one of the most commonly known medieval torture devices, the rack was a wooden platform with rollers on both ends. The victim's hands and feet were tied to each end, and the roller would be turned in turn, stretching the victim's body to uncomfortable lengths, well, to sure. say the least. I guess eventually they just get ripped in twain. Um, okay, the knee splitter. Oh, God, that's like what happened to you last week. Kinda. It was used a lot during the Spanish Inquisition. The knee splitter naturally was used to split the knee. No. The device was built from two spiked wooden blocks with a screw at the back. No. And was clamped on the front and back of the knee. One turn of the screw and, hey, presto, the knee was easily and painfully crumpled. Um, also can be used in other parts of the body, Great. obviously. Uh, yeah. Obviously can also be used in other parts of the body. Oh. The head crusher is next. Oh, okay. Extremely inventive with names. The head crusher, much like the breast ripper and uh-huh. knee splitter, uh-huh. did exactly what it's called to do. The chin sat on the bottom rung, the head under a cap, and the turning of the screw would result in a very disgusting death basically it's a vice it crushes your head in a vice it's i don't mm. um i'm not even gonna describe what happens in what order because it is too disgusting to read when you're when in the head crusher yeah well i could imagine i would imagine your eyeballs just pop right out of your head your eyes do your but teeth not before your, explode your brain starts seeping out yeah your teeth <laughs> Your teeth and bones start crushing. <laughs> yeah, it's not good. So Look at this. Bad, dude. Look at this thing. Ooh. Wow. Uh, I like that they made the head part look like hair. It's <laughs> <Just> for flavor. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, another really well-known one, the wheel. Oh, yeah. I don't really know how the wheel works. Mostly, well, you know what? There's not a lot to it. Mostly used in Germany during the Middle Ages. The wheel was a favorite form of execution because it was used... Uh, people would come and like, see people get crushed <gasps> on the wheel. Uh, it was like a fun thing to watch for people. The victim was tied to the wheel on the ground, and uh, wooden cross pieces were placed under each major joint. Wrist, ankle, hip, shoulder, knee. Okay. After the pleasantries were observed, the torturer would start hammering the cross pieces with a heavy iron enhanced uh, uh, it says wheel but it's hammer. Following the severe bashing the victim's limbs were braided into the spokes of the wheel. Wait shut up. And displayed to the general public. Wait that's like the most fucking grotesque thing I've ever heard. Mm -hmm. What? 
Yeah. What are you doing, everyone? I know that people still torture people, but... Yeah. What? It's very fucked. I can't believe anybody has ever... It's weird that people... to come from far and wide to see Hordes of people. This was the movies. Like, yeah. look at a fucking bird, you psychopath. Yeah, but, but sing a song. Look at a river. Sing a song to yourself. Sing a song, bake a bread. The God. wooden horse. Ugh. The wooden horse, or the wooden pony, or the Spanish donkey, hmm. is the name given to an extremely painful torture device used throughout history, particularly during the American colonial period and medieval times. You fucks. There are three variations of the, of the device, however, the principle and the design is basically the same. The wooden device is triangular in shape. We've seen these before. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And angled, often sharpened at the top. The victim is forced to straddle the triangular horse, placing their full body weight on their vulva with additional weights added to their ankles to keep them from falling off. Needless to say, the additional weight would pull the victim's entire body down. Well, sure. Severely injuring your crotchal region, sometimes even slicing it in half. This is just like... It... Ugh. Yeah. It's, it's so disgusting that I can't even imagine anybody being able to stay conscious watching this happen. They didn't care. It was interesting. Similar to that is the Judas Cradle, which is, is a very fun name. It's a pyramid shape, and it's sharpened at the tip, and a victim is slowly ro- lowered with ropes oh. until just their, like, anus is on it. Oh. Or, like, scrotum area. Like, built taint zone. Just to mention the other general well, sure. regions of other folks. Yeah. Though the device is often attributed to the Spanish Inquisition, there's evidence that existed before that. As a carnival sideshow. No. Mm-hmm. Wait, what? Oh yeah, you're heard. You're heard right. Um, I'm gonna tell you some more. Okay. I'll show you some worms. So there are a couple more. I'm just gonna like go through because there. There's one I'm hoping that you'll say. Oh, don't worry. We're okay. getting to it. We got the chair of torture. Okay. Um, wrists were tied to the chair. Uh, two bars pushed. The arms against armrests where there's spikes that penetrate the Ooh. flesh even further. Okay. In some version, there's holes under the chair's bottom where torturers place hot coals. Ah! A lot of the times, these were used to make somebody, some lesser kind of uh, prisoner would watch someone else get getting tortured in this, and then they'd be so scared they'd confess. So sometimes oh, it was just used. To be that guy. Sucks to be that guy. Yeah. Wow. Maybe in my mind, I like to think that they hired someone who's like, I'm into that. Yeah. Or that's my like, kink is the I'm chair. I'm an actor. Yeah. I will maintain the. Paint room. some rocks. Yeah. A lustrous red. And I'll be like, ah. Yeah. Yes. My bottom. My bottom. Uh, the pair of anguish is a good one. Oh my god! Yeah, I know this one. It's just oh, a pair that like it's opens so funny up. It's stupid, but also so bad. Yeah, it's a it's a gag basically. It's a metal gag that just gets wider and wider and like wider and wider. It's horrible. Obviously, it was uh, heretics <sighs> used a lot for them. Dunking, which is I think the funniest one, but also oh, very God. scary. I only think it's funny because of uh, Marshall Wooden soldiers when. Um, this happens to Laurel and Hardy. They get dunked. It looks like this. It's like a, a reverse evil seesaw. Oh, wow. Okay. Where you're in a chair, and it's like a lever 
system. Yeah. It's a reverse is evil like, seesaw. Is it like kind of, is it just to do like a waterboarding type thing? Kind of, like, yeah. Like, it's a it's drowning simulation yeah. and like it was used for like witches Oof. and women. Great. So the victims lowered in the water until they're submerged and then raised just before you're about to pass out. Yeah, Ugh. to give you a chance to confess. Great, obviously. Sure. Um, yeah, it's pretty bad. Boiling. Oh, uh, classic, but still bad. Boiling. Henry the eighth. I did it. There she is. Made boiling a legal form of capital punishment. Wow, cool. Uh, it cool began name. to be used for murderers who use poisons. After the Bishop of Rochester's uh, cook, Richard Rice. Ooh, you know you're born to be a cook Ricky if your last name's Rice. Baby. Last name's Rice? Put me in the kitchen. Ricky Rice. Hello, I'm R- Richard Rice. Hi, I'm Rick Rice. Call me Cook Rice. <laughs> Gave a number of people poisoned porridge. Wow. He poisoned rice pudding. That is is insane, and I love him. Rice pudding. Rice pudding. Boiling to death was employed again. Imagine also the first one to be boiled to death was a cook named Rice. Oh my god. God damn it. True oh. LOL, Rich or I can't Henry, even. like you did, fucking. Did There's it. they also boiled a woman who was a counterfeiter. Like was her last name like? <laughs> I wish I wish we knew. Uh, like or coin, Miss Coin was Mrs. or Mrs. Boiled Corn. A large cauldron filled with water, oil, tar or tallow or molten oh. lead, which is like Ooh, Jesus. That's bad. Obviously, liquids unboiled. Yep. Sometimes the victim would be placed in the cauldron before it was boiled so as to be cooked slowly. Oh. Or they would be placed head first into already boiling water. I mean, kind of better. That's like, I mean, like, like, that's kind of the nicest way to do it. probably pass out. Obviously, also, exposure was another kind of torture, whether Mm. it be freezing, burning, live burial, restraint, uh, the stocks. Yeah. So something like that, um, or ropes. Uh, So, yeah, and also, of course, ratting. Hot ratting. Hot ratting. You waiting for that, weren't you? I mean, I love a hot ratting. It's my favorite yeah. way that anybody on Game of Thrones has died. The one that I am, am most curious about, I totally forget what it's called, but it's the one where they put you in a boat. Oh, it's coming up. Okay. Don't worry. So ratting, though, it's called brown rats or just a hot rat or ratting. Is it actually called hot rat? Uh, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> According to you. And so <laughs> now, and so now forever, it is called a hot rat. Is it called me. a ratting, though? It's called just brown rats or a uh, rat. <laughs> yeah. That's a hot rat, What they baby. do is basically they restrain you, they put a rat on you. Uh, with some slits in your stomach, they put a rat right on there oh. just to get it going, you know? Yeah. Then they put a metal bowl over the rat, they heat up the bowl, and they get out of that hot sauna, the rat eats through you to safety. Disgusting. Yeah. Agonizing pain, obviously. Disgusting. Getting live eaten by a rat. Yeah, but then in a way, you're like, we're all in this together, you and me, right? In a way, I, I live through you now, this rat, mm-hmm. my, my brother, the rat. You may live. Yeah. And the heretic's fork. Ooh. So it looks like this. It's kind of like a fun collar. <gasps> oh, God. And it's uh, uh, like a pitchfork thing that's like right underneath your chin and then one that's right above like your heart area. It's like an art project. Um, obviously heretic, Catholic church, mm-hmm. used it during the Middle Ages. Mm-hmm. Anybody that said anything like, God. 
that isn't fair. Stephanie. Or the um, This fo- priest, he's a liar. <laughs> and they yeah. say, take it back. <laughs> They'll take the folk to you. Yeah. At two spiky ends, uh, the device attached to the victim's neck, only removed when the wearer says, I recant. Oh, all right. Just and it's like, okay, you learned your fucking lesson then. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, this is what Judas Cradle looks like. I do have to say, the man or woman that invented this and was like, I call it the Judas's cradle. Yeah, they were like, mine like, is the oh, head crusher. Mine is the breast ripper. Mine is yeah. the Judas's cradle. Okay, okay. Like, okay, somebody brought a poet to the torture meetup. Yeah, this one's very fun. The brazen bull. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, legend Ooh. has it that during the 6th century BC, a brass worker named... Perilous of Athens okay. designed what is arguably one of the most sadistic torture methods. The brazen bowl. In this device, the victim would be placed inside a hollowed brass bowl Ugh. with a fire lit underneath it. A system of tubes inside the statue would then amplify the victim's screams to sound like a raging bull. Insane. So the story goes that the tyrant ruler, Phalaris, uh, was so appalled by this device. So an already tyrant was like, Yeah, what? was like, what are you That doing? he tricked Perilous into it, and then the bull, and then was like, light on fire. <gasps> wow! He was like, show me how you do it. I hope he okay, was then fire. like, okay, and now destroy this, everybody. No, I'm pretty sure it was used continually. Also, um, my, uh, sorry to interrupt, yeah, but... No, go for it. Can you, um, would you really be able to scream for too long in, in that, under those conditions? I think probably, especially, I mean, like, it, it'll take a little while to heat up, take a little while to heat up, and there's nothing in it but you, so it's not like it's boiling water, it's just hot as fuck in there. No, but, oh god, yeah, it's just sizzling like meat. Yeah, and you can't, like, hang, you can't touch or hang on to it, like, it's horrible. Flaying, another form oh, of torture. Classic. That's just getting skinned alive, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Ugh, disgusting. There's evidence too that ancient Assyrians would hang the skin of their defeated enemies on their city walls Ooh, as a brutal. warning to others, which is kind of like impaling. Yeah, you know, also a thing. The Iron Maiden. Oh, here we go. One of my top favorites. Associated prominently with the Inquisition, the Iron Maiden was a coffin-like device that was aligned on the inside with spikes. The victim is just simply placed inside the chamber, and the executioner closes the door. Well, I Brutal. mean, dipsy doodle, there you go. Dipsy doodle. There's also in a lot of them that fun thing where, like, there's eye, like an yeah, eye yeah. slit, so you just like you see like, the person in there. You're like, "How you doing, buddy? You okay? You need Ugh, a drink of water?" God. Yeah, there's a really fun picture of one. Ugh. I know. God, those nails are like so long too. So long. It's so so gross. Uh, okay, we got the breast ripper again, of course. Mm-hmm. Ling Chi. Ooh, okay. It's his death by a thousand cuts. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, rose in popularity name. during the 14th century Ming Dynasty. Um, reserved for, like, severe criminals. Damn. Slow. Meth- uh, methodological slicing of the body really? over a long period of time. Damn. And your favorite. <gasps> Either scaphism or scaphism. Yeah, I'm not sure which. Okay. It's so disgusting. This is the grossest one. It's an ancient Persian torture method. I've also heard this referred to as the tub. So there's two versions of this. One is 
I mean, they're both kind of the same. One happens in a boat and one happens in a tub. Mm. I'll do the boat one. Okay. The victim is forced to eat a large quantity of milk and honey until diarrhea occurs. That's what this says. Yep. I know vomit is also an option. Mm. They would then be doused in more honey, strapped to a rowboat, and set adrift to be consumed by insects. If the bugs, bugs didn't get them, then the dehydration, exposure, and shock of drowning in your own filth would. So gross. So, so you're basically disgusting. like rotting to death in your own excrement. Awful. Um, I'm also going to share the tub version because mm-hmm. this is also very interesting. I hadn't seen this version of it. Uh, also known as sitting in the tub, which is very sad because that it's should be delightful. That reserved for the nice version. Yes. The convicted person would be placed in a wooden tub with only their head sticking out. After that, the executioner would paint their faces with milk and honey, and soon flies would begin to feed on them. Ooh. The victim was also fed regularly and would end up swimming in their own excrement. Ugh. After a few days, maggots and worms would devour their body oh as they decayed alive. That is, that is so fucking brutal and disgusting. Yeah. There's also the boots. This is just two uh, metal pieces of, like, I think metal or wood that Mm -hmm. are kind of, yeah, those are nails that are kind of nailed together. And then other pieces of wood are sledgehammered in between (gasps) them. Yeah, to make it, like, you know, horrible for your little legs. (sighs) The scold bride. (gasps) Oh, my God. So that's for, of course, any woman... Who is, like, accused of witchcraft, infidelity, Mm. or prostitution. Chinese torture chair. Oh, God. They think this was probably never used and was just, like... Decorative. Don't ever, like, talk back to your dad, because... Put you in this... Put you in this thing. Oh, my God. Uh, Water torture is obviously on here, but guess what? We're still fucking doing that. Damn. Um, I'm going to do just a couple more, and then I will cease... There's called, there's the neck, which is just that thing that has, like, spikes. Oh, okay, So that yeah. you can't lie down, put your head down, Ugh, like, rest at all. Um, yeah. Oh, this is another great example of the brazen bull. Oof. Yeah. It's pretty Huge bad. Huge, also. It's pretty bad. Yeah, I mentioned impalement. That was a whole thing. It's huge, yeah. It has to fit a whole thing. Neck torture, there's the device. So it isn't even technically piercing you. It's just like you cannot rest because you have this thing around you. And that, friends, is where I'll leave it. Wow. Yeah. Nightmare. So not like technically haunted, but haunting. Yeah, truly. Yeah. Oh my god. I also I forget I forget what what city I was in, but I did go to a torture museum at one point years and years ago. I've seen um in uh Ripley's Believe It or Not, one of my favorite New York attractions. They've got some of them. But oh my fucking god. All of those are awful. Mm Mm-hmm. In a way. Living people are the true demon. Well, yeah, in a way, in yeah. a very real way. In a serious, serious way. Boy, oh boy, oh boy. boy. Oh, man, yeah. Well, I got to tell you, I'm coming from a very different place today. I think we need a cleansing, yeah. Yeah. Let's have it. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Tunguska today. Oh, what's that? Well, I'll tell you. In the early morning of June 30th, 1908, something exploded in the sky above the stony Tunguska River in Siberia, 
flattening estimated 80 million trees across 820 square miles. What? Many thousands of people in a radius of 900 miles observed the Tunguska event, and more than 700 accounts were collected later. The reports describe a fireball in the sky like a second sun and a series of explosions with a frightful sound followed by shaking of the ground as, quote, the earth seemed to get opened wide and everything would fall into the abyss. The indigenous people believed a god or shaman sent the fireball to destroy the world. Various meteorological stations in Europe recorded seismic and atmospheric waves. Wait, I feel like I've heard about this. Yeah, it was a a big Russian event. Yeah, crazy. Um, Days later, strange phenomena were observed in the sky of Russia and Europe, like glowing clouds, colorful sunsets, and luminescence in the night. And I'm going to read you some eyewitness testimonies. Wow. Testimony of S. Semenov. At breakfast time, I was sitting by the house at Vanavara trading post facing north. I suddenly saw that directly to the north over Tunguska Road, the sky split in two, and fire appeared high and wide over the forest. Oh, wow. The split in the sky grew larger, and the entire northern side was covered with fire. At that moment, I became so hot that I couldn't bear it as (gasps) if my shirt was on fire. No. From the northern side where the fire was came strong heat. I wanted to tear off my shirt and throw it down, but then the sky shut closed. Uh Uh-oh. And a strong thump sounded, and I was thrown a few meters. (gasps) I lost my senses for a moment, but then my wife ran out and led me to the house. After that, such noise came as if rocks were falling or cannons were firing. The earth shook, and when I was on the ground, I pressed my head down, fearing rocks would smash it. When the sky opened up, hot wind raced between the houses like cannons, which left traces in the ground like pathways, and it damaged some crops. Okay, that was one guy. Also, it's crazy to be like, yeah, I was thrown. I felt like my shirt was on fire. My head might have been crushed. Also, it, it did ruin the corn. Yeah, it got the corn. I got looked the up. Corn. My wife was like, what are you doing out here? Yeah. Uh, this is another to guy. To do all my crops. Hey, my sweet corn. Leave my, my crops alone. Um, this guy says, we had a hut by the river with my brother. We were sleeping. Suddenly, we both woke up at the same time as if somebody shoved us. We heard whistling and felt strong wind. My brother said, can you hear all those birds flying overhead? We were both in the hut and couldn't see what was going on outside. Suddenly I felt I got shoved again, this time so hard I fell into the fire. I got scared. We were crying out for our parents and brothers, but no one answered. There er, There was noise beyond the hut, and we heard trees falling down. We got out of our sleeping bags and wanted to run, but then the thunder struck. The earth began to move and rock. The wind hit our hut and knocked it over. My body was pushed down by sticks, but my head was clear. Then I saw a wonder. Trees were falling. The branches were on fire. It became mighty bright. How can I say this? As if there was a second sun. Wow. And my eyes were hurting. I even closed them. Uh, Immediately, there was a loud thunderclap. This was the second thunder. The morning was sunny. There were no clouds. Our sun was shining brightly as usual, and suddenly there was a second sun. What? Um, yeah. This was published in the newspaper. In the North Karolinsky village, the peasants saw to the northwest, rather high above the horizon, some strangely bright, impossible-to-look-at, bluish-white heavenly body, which for ten minutes moved <gasps> downwards. The body okay. appeared okay. like a pipe or cylinder. UFO. I mean, 100%. Silent. 
The sky was cloudless. Only a dark, small cloud was observed in the general direction of the bright body. It was hot and dry. As it neared the ground, the forest, the bright body seemed to smudge and then turned into a giant billow of black smoke and a loud knocking was heard as if large stones were falling or artillery was fired. All the buildings shook at the same time the cloud began emitting flames of uncertain shapes. All villagers were stricken with panic and took to the streets. Women cried thinking it was the end of the world. I think it's just a UFO that was stationed here for a while and mm-hmm. then got called home and was like, like, okay. gotta go. Bye. Well, I guess takeoff is right now. Yeah. Sorry, we'll do it while everyone. the sun is already out, yeah. so it just seems like normal, I guess. Yeah, people won't notice because it's so bright out. Uh, so international newspapers speculated that it might have been a volcanic eruption. There was no volcano what? there. Russian scientists speculated about a cosmic impact. But unfortunately, the inaccessibility of the region and Russia's unstable political situation at the time prevented much further scientific investigation. Oh, I mean, they're not gonna science no. their way out of no. this one. In the 20s, a Russian mineral... Wow. Well, mineral... This is a tough one. Mineralogist. Mineralogist? Mineralogist. Gotta be, right? It's gotta be. Mineralogist. Mineralogist. Leonard Kulik of the Russian meter... Whatever. Became interested in this story after reading an article claiming that passengers on the Trans-Siberian Railway observed an impact even touching the still-hot meteorite. Wow. He organized an expedition and traveled to the city of Kansk where he studied reports about the event... Uh, he found out that the story about train passengers seeing or touching a meteorite was not true, but he did find some articles describing the explosion observed north of Kansk. He went to a remote outpost of Wanawara. Wanwario, shout out. Wanwario. Mm-hmm. The team ventured into the taiga following uh, the Tunguska River. There he discovered a large area covered with rotting logs. A huge explosion flattened more than 80 million trees across wow. 820 square miles at the epicenter of the blast okay. in the forest of Tunguska. Some dead and charred trees were still standing upright. It's a giant crop circle. Yeah, it really is. Just it's like, a giant crop circle. And you circle. can see photos of this. It is, like, perfectly flat. It's a fucking huge UFO, everyone. Well, guess what? Despite exploring the entire area, no impact crater or meteoritic yeah. material was discovered. In the fall of 1927, a preliminary report by Kulik was published in various and inter- uh, national and international newspapers. He suggested that an iron meteorite exploded in the atmosphere, causing the observed explosion and devastation. What? And, like, no anybody saw this well, in the people, sky? Yeah, people only like saw it. the light. They didn't see anything, like, streaking No, but I anything. mean, like, we can see things coming. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the whole thing. I feel yeah. like it just immediately was this bright, The only thing can, that can outsmart us is not a rock. Well, it is <laughs> an alien. It's an alien. Mm-hmm. Um, despite lacking the physical evidence to call it this, he called it the Filimonovo meteorite after the railway station in Filimonovo, where a bright light in the sky was observed. Only later, it became known as the Tunguska event. Um, since 1928, more than 40 expeditions explored the site, taking samples from everything around. Um, seismic and air pressure wave regist- registration survived that were recorded immediately after the blast. Wow. Um, but based on the lack of hard uh, data, like a crater or a meteorite, uh, many theories of widely varying plausibility have been proposed over the yeah. years. It's a UFO! Yeah. 
In the 30s, Soviet astronomers proposed that a comet had exploded, but uh, they said since comets are mostly composed of ice, they thought it vaporized during impact. I feel like no. there's no way it would have made it that far. Also, it wouldn't I'm, have been like I don't know uh, what talking about, flattened but. everything in a specific way. Yeah. It would have exploded into shards. Into a million little shards. Um, engineer and writer Alexander Kassensos. Yeah. Yeah, we're both yeah. we're both life scientists. Yeah. Um, developed an unusual explanation. Uh, he argued that a nuclear explosion equivalent to a thousand Hiroshima bombs of possible extraterrestrial origin yeah. caused the blast as, as either a yeah. UFO crashed in Siberia or an interplanetary weapon was detonated there for unknown reasons. Oh, I like that explanation, too. Yeah. Um, excuse me? Can I just, like, can we just stop saying that UFOs are crashing? Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. They're not crashing. They're not fucking crashing, they you guys. They know where they're going. You kidding me? You think that we, you think that, like... You think that they look at our what? stupid flat planet and they're like, uh-oh. Yeah. What? Come on. They probably know how to land on a gas giant. Mm-hmm. Uh, apart from the pattern of destruction, uh, wait, 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 sorry. Oh, okay. Apart from the pattern of destruction, uh, geomagnetic anomalies were also recorded at a station nearby that were similar to a nuclear blast. In 1973, American physicists proposed that a small black hole collided (gasps) with our planet, causing a matter-antimatter explosion in Earth's atmosphere. Okay, I like that too, but also... So fucking scary. Very scary, and also... Um, can that, that kind of thing, that, that kind of insane coincidence thing. feels so much less likely than. It, it's, it's like scientifically maybe possible, very unlikely, more unlikely that it just wouldn't kill any people. Mm-hmm. And also it's that kind of insane shit that if that was true, I'd be like. Maybe there is a benevolent god. Well, right, because what are the like, fucking odds that it would yeah. happen in Siberia where nobody, where nobody got, like, is actually hurt? Yeah. Um, so, okay, here are some other speculations. Uh, people think that magma or gas reactions violently erupted from underground. A magmatic intrusion beneath Siberia formed a large bubble of volcanic gases trapped by the basalt layers of the Siberian trap. Okay. And then finally, in June 1908, the covering rocks were shattered by the compressed gases and bursts of burning methane caused by a series of explosions. Chemical residuals from this combustion dispersed and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that explanation seems uh this says it's speculative at best also it's like anytime you're like eh, the methane gas but i'm like come on it was a ufo well but also this has been studied so many times and if that were the case i feel like they could have confirmed yeah bubbles of gas are observed in the lakes of siberia but the methane comes from rotting organic material buried deep in frozen soil of the taiga not from deep underground yeah not geologists not mapping you guys. the area found no traces of shattered rocks or gas vents as proposed can I tell you a sad gas story? Okay. I found out today about this African lake. Mm-hmm. Lake Nios, I think it's called. Do you know about oh, this? Oh, did I, all the animals in it die? Uh, nobody. Okay. It did kill, like, a lot of people, though. Oh, okay. There was, like, basically no ventilation in the lake whatsoever. A gigantic carbon dioxide bubble grew in it. Wow. Like, came out of it. Settled on Wait, sixteen what? miles of land that can around happen? it. 
It happened to this lake. What the fuck? And um, it killed every single <gasps> living thing within a 16-mile radius. came out of it? Yes. What? Jesus fucking Yeah. Fuck. Like, literally, it would be like if right now we started suffocating to death and we didn't know why. That's so scary. I hate that. Yeah. Ugh. Well, that happened. What? So, you know, gas can kill and gas is my worst fear. Oh, Jesus. Well, okay. God. Um, all right. The- Sorry, everyone. <laughs> no, that's okay. That is so sad. <laughs> anyway, gas torture. Gas torture. Oh. That is a thing. I don't like it. No, but even, I mean, gas chambers are even a thing. Gas can kill. Yeah, of course it can. Gas can kill. Be- beware of it. I'm wary. Mm-hmm. Um, the accepted theory explaining the Tunguska event remains a cosmic body entering Earth's atmosphere. The idea is supported by the reports describing a fireball-like thing descending on the taiga, the presence of impact-related minerals like nanodiamonds. Oh, my God. Metallic and silicate spherules and sediments. The map distribution and direction of the flattened trees pointing away from a single explosion site. What? And a temporal link between Tunguska and the Torrid Swarm. I don't know what the Torrid Swarm is. I don't know either. I'll click what? on that real quick. It does quick. sound tough. Okay. Torrid so, Swarm. Okay. It's a it's a meteor. Uh, it's like a meteor shower. It does. I'm going to say, again, it does sound like the scientists are like really grass when it's draws. We're like, there's one person in the room being like... I do feel like, like it's an alien. Just UFOs. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, okay, so a chemical analysis of the metallic and silicate spherules is not possible as elements from the magmatic rocks forming a bed of the stony Tunguska contaminate the samples. Okay. Um, in 2007, a scientist proposed that the small a small lake nearby may have formed by the impact of a fragment of the meteorite because the lake is unusually deep for a region characterized otherwise by shallow ponds formed by melting permafrost. Okay. There's also no record of the lake existing before 1908, but it's hmm. also true that the region was poorly mapped. Yeah, I also feel like Siberia's just not got good maps. Yeah, probably not. Uh, more than 100 years after the event, only sparse clues survive. Seen from above, no evidence whatsoever remains of this event. Trees have rec- uh, recolonized the devastated area. On the ground, only a few stumps of trees killed by the explosion can be found. Wow. Most already rot- rotted away or buried in the swamp. And I want to show you a photo. Please. This is, again, the Tunguska, Tunguska. event. Okay. So this is just... I've just given it a Google, but you can see those flat little trees. Those flat, wow, trees. Shards of glass. I mean, ice would never do this. Shards of glass. Shards of glass. Ice would never do this. It's crazy. It's so crazy. That is a giant crop circle. Yeah, it's really a lot. It's gotta be. I know. Fun that some of the pine trees lived. Yeah, I They're know. just so bendy. What have they seen? What have they seen? Yeah. They just sprung right back up. They're like, Whoa, yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. I know. They're so flat. It looks like a crop circle made out looks of Looks intentional. That's crazy. I know. That's so, so crazy. Russia. Well, Siberia, Siberia here we come. so much going on. There's not. Uh, we should really do Ghosts of Siberia because... Oh, my God. Do you know what? I feel like it's really untapped. There's got to be some people don't even know about. Oh, Ghosts that God. are like, somebody come and visit me. I really miss haunting things. Aww. Um. Oh, my God. That's so cool. 
So scary. If you had a tip for a person based on the events of tonight, what would you say to them? Oh, boy. Don't Google image search too many torture keywords. Oh, yeah, don't. Um, I would also say... um, Oh, God. I feel like all I can think about is torture. And then that lake. Sorry, everyone. The gas. Let's say, like, there's no even advice to avoid the gas. Like, if a lake is going to release a gas, like, it's going to just do it. Like, I feel like it's, like, make sure that there's a good irrigation and, like, landscaping system where you live. But, like, a layman, how is he to know? Go to the city hall. But what if, like... There isn't one. Yeah. What if there isn't one or what if they're, like, yeah, it's fine, but they just don't know. I know. Beware, I guess, is the tip. Be Everybody just be on your toes. Beware. Know that a gas can kill. Any, uh, a lot. Uh, careful of carbon suns. monoxide. Careful of um, your gas stove. If you see two suns, oh, you boy. better believe one of those babies is a UFO. One of those is a, is a gray alien, and it will come and it will get you. Speaking of, uh, Storm Area 51 is coming up. If any of you are going, we would love to hear from you. Wow, I would love that, yeah. Yeah. Write us a little email Write at That's a Spirit. Podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Spirit Pod, Twitters, and That's the Spirit Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, on Instagram. On Instagram.com. <laughs> on dot com. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. Buy stuff from our merch store. We have some cool things on oh, there. we got so much cool it's stuff. It's via Public. You, you can, can find, go find it on us our there. Um, um, yeah, that's oh, basically man. it. I'm so about spent like about everything. Being yeah. Flayed and yeah. then being in the gas and then. Oh, it won't happen to you. Honestly, if like. If, like, a, a, a UFO meteor nuclear event type thing happened and I saw it, I don't even think I would run. I think I would just be, like, flop. Yeah. I would just, like, be, like, okay, it's done. Yeah. You know? I would, uh, I would just accept it, yeah. Yeah. I, if something that magnitude happened, I'd be, like, there's no point in running. Yeah. I am seeing two sunshines. And either I, my brain is exploding, I'm going insane, or we're all dead. I would implore everybody also to go look up the song Two Phones. I forget who even sings this song, but, uh, okay, now I want to look it up. And I want to replace it with Two Sons. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anything. Oh, it's Kevin Gates. Who the fuck is Kevin Gates? I don't know who that is. I got two phones. I don't know that song. I don't think that's how it goes, but we're going to find I out. I got two phones. Okay, all right, we're done here. It doesn't seem to be about aliens at all. Uh, anyway, the lyrics go, I got two phones. Uh, so just... Go, so anyway, don't give it a listen, but replace phones with sons. Yeah, I'm so. What sorry, are other everyone. other songs that have the word two in them? Um, we should really be able to do this. Uh, uh, two of us, two of sons. <laughs> Bye, everyone. We love you. Bye, I love See you. Do you know? Do you know?